Hello and welcome to the Time Vortex yet again for another episode of Doctor Who Under Review. I am the Tom Lord Victorious and my companion for the show today as ever is none other than Dalek's secondary host himself, Callum. Hello. Okay, here we go again and I have to be honest, I was so excited for this story, I'm not going to lie. This second story spread over a rather intense and arguably unnecessary long seven episodes, The Daleks. Oh my goodness. Callum, before I get into the plot of what happens in this story, what was your thoughts on on this story? Why did it need to be seven parts? <laughs> I feel That's, like... Yeah, that is yeah. the takeaway so far. It could have been condensed very easily. Um, no, it was good. I feel like going into it, I knew it would be Daleks, which was exciting. Because I was like, oh, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, but did you find you were also, in a way, in the long shot, we do know where it's going, but do you find, in a way, it was a bit anticlimactic because of what you knew about the Daleks already, though? Uh, kind of, because there was a lot of, like, oh, there's not really a spoiler, but it sort of beats where they go, they're peaceful creatures, and I said, yeah, but I know they're not. So that kind of ruins that twist, because we've seen the yeah. future. Yeah, but even so, like, the... I feel, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. Yeah, so, yeah. this one, there's quite a lot of plot for this one on Wikipedia, so bear with me. Uh, directed by Christopher Barry and Richard Martin. They actually had so many episodes, it had to have two directors split in half. Um, and uh, it was written by the great Terry Nation, who gave us the Daleks, and it's because of him and his estate and their rules that we have to have the Daleks every year, even if there is no story that's fitting for them. Uh, but anyway, we'll get on to that. Uh, but, so, the plot of the Daleks is the TARDIS lands in a petrified... Yeah, that is the word. Petrified jungle where the first Doctor tries to determine their position by taking a reading of the stars. He insists they explore a futuristic city they spot beyond the forest. But Ian and Barbara are not convinced. In the in the forest, someone touches Susan's forearm. How dare they? Uh, and the Doctor tries not to believe not her. Not your girl. <laughs> Later, a box of vials is found outside the TARDIS. The Doctor claims the fluid link of the TARDIS is running low on mercury, a ruse he admits later to, forcing the crew to travel to the city in search of more mercury. Barbara becomes separated from her colleagues in the city and is threatened by an unseen creature of a metal arm. Before long, the entire crew is captured by unseen creatures operating tank-like machines, the Daleks. Susan is eventually sent to retrieve anti-radiation drugs from the TARDIS after Doctor realises this is what the box contained. Susan encounters a second species, the Thals, who used to be at war with the Daleks, the Thal who left the drugs reveals he encountered her in the forest. Susan attempts to broker peace between the two groups, and while it appears to work, the Daleks eventually betray the Thals, opening fire on them at what was supposed to be a peaceful exchange for food. The Dalek attempts using the uh, a, Daleks attempt using the anti-radiation drugs, but discover that they are fatal to Daleks. They conclude the Daleks need radiation to survive and decode to bombard the atmosphere with more radiation. To ensue, it's getting her, to ensue chaos, the Doctor and his companions escape with the Thals and learn their version of the history of their planet. They also learn that the Thals are av avowed pacifists. They are unable to leave Skaro. However, as the fluid link has been taken by the Daleks, in order to save them from the Daleks, the TARDIS crew convinces the Thals of the importance of aggression and warfare, which is not really a Doctor thing, is it? And manages no. to lead the Thals in a successful attack against the Daleks. At the end, it is believed... The Dalek race has been destroyed, with their power supply knocked out. The TARDIS crew leaves Garo, but an explosion in the TARDIS knocks them out. Cliffhanger. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> uh, too much to unpack uh, than is necessary, I would say. But yeah, um, what I love about this episode 
is that at the beginning, we're led to believe that Susan's a bit of an idiot for not seeing the radiation dial with, you know, when it went up and all that, or like she missed it and that, and it had, you know, and it had actually registered, but they had a couple of episodes where you're led to believe, you know, oh, it's, you know, there's, after a couple of episodes, you're led to believe it's all the doctor's fault for tricking them with the mercury fluid link and, you know, mm-hmm. going to, he wanted to see the city and, you know, it's all that. But it's actually quite clever because you realise they all kind of mess up at some point in this, like at one point, so, uh, I can't remember what they do now, but Ian and Barbara mess up at one point as well. And you just think, you sort of see they all, like at the end, it would have been easy if they'd just done the thing with the doctor with the mercury fluid link to be like, this was all your fault. But because they've all done something kind of stupid in these episodes, mm. you kind of, you kind of go, well, if she'd read the thing properly, they wouldn't have gone outside in the first place. So yeah, uh, yeah. what were you, what what did you think of of all that? Did you think it was a, it was a well executed story? Obviously a bit long, but it was very long. Uh, yeah, it was well executed in the end when we finally got to where we were supposed to go. Uh, I said, but the first thing yeah. I I noticed uh, when I think is are they looking at a screen or they're outside? Barbara says to Ian, "Where are we?" I said, why would he know he teaches science, not geography? So he has no clue. Why <laughs> yeah, would you ask and he's him? also not... She also, she would know more than he does because this is his second trip... Well, his yeah. first trip to an alien planet, isn't it? Ask so how man. would he know where we are? Yeah. I know, I'll ask Ian. Ian yeah. will know everything. What, <laughs> Ian? Yeah. Um, yeah, what I really like as well is that this is, for at least a couple of episodes, it's a drug smuggling plot, mm. <laughs> which is like I never thought I'd see in Doctor Who. Like... It's very, it's very strange. Like I, I I'm just like, like this. This story is about drugs. It's all about drugs. Um, this is very throw it at the wall and hope it sticks. Well, yeah, and you know, again, sixties, right? Drugs mm. are quite. It's quite a common thing, but it's weird hearing Daleks say drugs. Yeah, like, I've never heard that before. I like seeing that Dalek trip. Yeah, and like, I don't know. It just, it's. I feel like there's some subtext there that we're missing, but yeah, but. It took me out of the episode, and I don't think I've ever heard the word drug said in Doctor Who before this episode, and hopefully I'll never hear it again. But not in your you Doctor know, Who. Even in even in like even in like New Earth with the hospital scenes, they don't call it drugs. No. And in you know, you know, and, and yet in this Dalek debut episode, they say the word drugs about 20, 30 times easily. It was just a bit a bit silly. I know it's a different time. I should let it go. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, and can you believe it? The Daleks were see, like the first time we saw them. Uh, the first time I saw these episodes, I watched all these episodes all at once in one chunk, and I kind of regretted that. <laughs> but I watched them on New Year's Day, just after I'd watched the latest Doctor Who episode, which was mm-hmm. the latest Dalek episode as well. And I have to say, Dalek uh, fatigue. pre-time war, obviously, it was no, it wasn't so much fatigue. It was just like, really, this is how this started, you know? Like, <laughs> we went it was from here to it was here. quite weird, and, but it was. But obviously, also you have to realise, like, when you see that plunger go towards Susan. You mm. don't know that it's gonna be, it's gonna be the um, that it's gonna be the Daleks in the sixties. Now we we see that plunger, we go, oh here we go, yep, let's get on with it. But at the time we didn't. And then what's the weirdest thing for me? The first time you actually see a full Dalek is when the Doctor comes out that door and they pan back and there's loads of them stood there. I was like, that's a bit of a weak reveal already. Like considering yeah. the build up they had with that cliffhanger. I suppose just get them out and like, there and then you can build off that. Uh, but there's a moment of like. Oh yeah, like there they are. There's the Daleks, but then it starts to lose its novelty straight away. I don't know. We're spoiled because we've seen like tens and tens of amazing Dalek stories, and mm-hmm. this one, for me, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Callum. This episode didn't hold up for me. You know, I know it's hard to it's hard to believe, but you know, your namesake is the Daleks, and I don't think they even lived up to that, to be honest. It's very, um, they're very one-dimensional characters. 
It just didn't have a... They don't have a presence, which I think was the problem. It's just, they're there. And I was like, okay, is, is this it? This is them? And that was it. I was just like, fantastic. Just what I wanted to see. Yeah. And, like, there's one bit where Ian wanted to go back to the TARDIS instead of Susan. And I thought it was going to turn into, like, an Ian solo mission through the forest. And I was like a Rambo-type situation of him running, trying to get these drugs. I was like, no. No, I don't want to see. I'm glad it didn't do that in the end. Um, you know what? This is the first time as well, because obviously the Doctor's dying of the, you mm-hmm. know, the poisoning. Again. And I thought, is this is the first time we've seen, and certainly not the last, that we've seen the Doctor die on screen. Like, dying on screen. Mm. And obviously, you know, you know, this is he's going to regenerate, and we know that. And in these early seasons, that wasn't a thing. So mm-hmm. regeneration wasn't even conceivable to the audience. It's just so if dead. the Doctor... Yeah, like, you, you actually believe you might actually eat it in episode two, which is quite crazy. <laughs> like, there must be people that actually thought that. You know, I'm sure... And, you know, it's well established now. We're only two episodes in, but I'm a Susan simp, right? And yeah. her trip to the TARDIS to pick up the, da- the drugs, uh, you know, the drug deal or whatever... I was like, rock on, Susan. Yes, this is it. That's my girl. Let's do this. But it was, you know, I think she was really, she really shone in these episodes, actually. I think she, you know, you really see her. For me, she's stealing this season easily. And I know mm-hmm. I'm biased. But, like, I think Susan, like, literally makes this. I think she she is Doctor Who for me at this point. If I was th- watching it in the 60s, I'd tune in every week just to see what Susan's up to. They should have called it Susan Who. No, they shouldn't have. I think that would have been, been way a better. terrible name for a show. <laughs> Susan What. Susan What, yeah. <laughs> how, are you, how are you finding the companions? Um, I, I like Ian. I like Barbara. I don't like Susan. She's too loud. Uh, Ian actually. Ian annoys fine. me. More as well. Susan for me then. Yeah, all right, you can take it. Yeah, I don't Ian, like Ian. I find Ian him sometimes very annoys me because he's very rash. He's just like, I'm going to go do this now. I'm like, why? And he does a lot of things that contradict. He's very good at complaining. I've, I've noted this down multiple times. He complains a lot. Yeah, and Barbara, I find Barbara's good when she's uh, like when she's actually used she spends a lot of time stood there or like being she's like oh it's always and we'll, we'll touch on this later but she always ends up being like the one that's taken by someone to do something like it's always it's always like she's always in peril or she's always just in the background there's never any like and i know it's the 60s but like mm-hmm. there needs to be more like big they need to give her some more moments there's some nice moments later on with her and susan but at this point we've yet to see them um so yeah i think that was uh, something that the episode really lost uh also, I want to point out also that we can't do this episode without talking about the Dalek design. It is so good. It's classic. And I think if we hadn't seen it before, it would be like, wow. I mean, it's a timeless thing now. Uh, it hasn't changed all too much over the years. And when it has, it's always come back to that basic aesthetic of, you know, plunger, whisk, eye. Like, it's simple, but so, so effective. And again, the story in itself doesn't do it for me as a Dalek story. But it's actually, I think it's, I would go as far as to say this is the weakest Dalek story I've seen mm. so far. So and far. I'm sure when we get into Sylvester McCoy... I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see some shockers, but that, you know, that design, uh, you know, it really, it, it begs question. And I know it leads to like the, you know, the Dalek story next season, which are, people have told me is the quintessential Dalek story and the, really when it started for them. Yeah, and, I've uh, seen a screenshot for that. I'm told we see the Daleks. It's very iconic. Yeah, they're more, more akin to what we know. They obviously, they walk, they walk back the fact that they were wiped out quite quickly and they mm-hmm. go, you know, a lot, to add in an impossible rec- and they possibly retcon a lot of stuff as well as it goes on from what I'm gathering because a lot of the stuff they say for the backstory I'm like yeah is it though <laughs> is that the case like what a lot- where does Davros play into this something interesting that I was quite surprised that they they stuck with Scarrow that stayed the casing stayed and that there was a creature in it 
that was quite surprising to me that that's still relevant. Yeah, but what was weird is the creature in it was supposed to be like it was like a hand, wasn't it? That we all we yeah. saw. Yeah, and compare that to, to the latest episode. That's not very threatening. <laughs> well, imagine if they like imagine if they had doubled down and gone like, oh no, you see like a deformed man in there. That would have ruined that completely later on, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, that had to have changed that so dramatically. Um, but yeah, I've, but also they're at that point as well, and they've really done away with this. They're powered from the floor. Oh yeah, they're like dodgems. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hang on. When Can did they I upgrade? Ride one? When did they get that patch and upgrade that? Can I ride yeah, one? Like, when did they? When did they do that? Like how? You know, now they're flying around London. You're like, hang on. And I'm guessing Dalek Invasion of Earth. Obviously, we've seen the pictures of them in London. They hopefully that'll explain it. They obviously this is before they established. Like they were made by Davros and like the Carleds and all that stuff. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. It's Fourth Doctor. That's one of my favourite episodes I have seen, actually, is the Fourth Doctor's uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Can't wait to get to that one. Um, but yeah, every time I see these episodes, it's always reminding me of like the ones I have seen and where it's going, and it's very exciting. But it's not. it doesn't hit the same peak as those episodes did. Uh, I like it when they call them the Dalek people as well. I think I've never heard them called that before. <laughs> because the they're Carleds, obviously, but the Dalek people. How would yeah. a Dalek react to them saying that? Um, well, Daleks are incredibly racist. Oh yeah, they are. You know, oh you're you're a mutant. We're mutants, but you can't be a mutant. Um, you're not the same as us. But these these, I want to talk about these radiation drugs as well. How long do they last, and how long are they immune from radiation for now? You know, will yeah. will regeneration, for example? Obviously, this wasn't a thing in the show. I know, but theoretically, but in, indulge me here. Would regeneration wipe him clean of having that drug impact? You know, how long does it last for? Because if not, David Tennant should still be Doctor Who. Because he literally died because of radiation poisoning. Um, it would have been great if he had some of those pills lying around, you know. He had all that time to go say goodbye to everyone. Didn't think, I know, I'll pop to Scaro and get the Thals to give me a give me a radiation pill, you know. I'm trying to think. With radiation, it, I'd say it could kill him if he decides to... Because sometimes he does decide not to change and he forces himself to. So I think there is probably quite a lot of logic that he could just just die from it and it just wipes him out, <laughs> which would be a shame. Yeah, episode two, uh, story two as well, like gone. Yeah, um, oh well. yeah there's there's one uh, thing as well, like the uh, the Daleks talk over each other all the time, mm. and it's like they're like like it's quite funny because they're chatting and then they all start talking, and then they all like pipe up over each other. I think it's an editing problem, but it actually works really well with what the Daleks are. It's like this podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, it is, but it's mainly you know <laughs> maybe they're on Zoom. Maybe that was the problem. They were they were talking mm. in their little casings. They're on Zoom to each other, and there's a delay. That's what the problem is. But I also think there was some great character work. You were saying about Ian. I think him coming across as a yes. dick it does suit him quite well, and it made you know it made the team more diverse in a way having him be like that. You know, as diverse as a team of four white people in 1963 can be, but it was very, uh, yeah, it was very, you know, for its time, I think it was quite a diverse cast. And, you know, Barbara, mm. at one, also, are Barbara and Ian supposed to be together? No, they're just teachers. No, because I feel like sometimes they play it like they are, and then Barbara kisses that Thal guy, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. you just got cucked? What? Like, yeah, literally, that's, that's in front of him. Say cucked. Yeah, literally. I was like, what? He's getting cucked with some alien mutant. I know. Fancy that. You go to, you, you just fought, you've just won a fight against the Daleks and your chick starts kissing the, the Thals. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. Oh, and I have to say, I did laugh when the Dalek came in with that tray of food. 
And, it, and then he go, and like when they try to trick him that time when he comes in, and they stand behind it, they stand behind the door, and the dog just walks in, looks at him, and goes, "Move back from the door, take the food." Like there's no bullshit there. He's like, "No, sassy Daleks. I want the sassy Daleks to be back again. They're not sassy anymore. I miss the sassy Daleks." Two things I've written down that I think you'd appreciate. I said the doctor has binocular glasses and a food machine. Bring those back. Yes. Yes, I actually I talk about Completely. this in uh, in a later episode. We see that when it starts to just starts dispensing water. So I'll, I'll touch on that myself later on. Mm. But yeah, the yeah. the whole thing with uh, the the little machine. Although I've got I've got something to say about that in a later episode. We'll, we'll tease that for I think okay. it's next time. Next time we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, I I agree. They should bring that back. And the glasses thing. I mean, he does. He had glasses when he was David Tennant, obviously, but not the same yeah. obviously style. But obviously that's. That's where that originated from, that Doctor can wear glasses. That Doctor can wear glasses too. Yeah. <laughs> when they take... It's weird, he regenerates, but his eyesight is always all over the place. Um, when the mm. when the Dalek comes in and they hold its gun, thinking there's no way, like... I just think, like, there's no way in 2005 the gold Daleks would let you get so close enough to touch their gun like that. And that Dalek just stood there and, like, Mm-mm. wrestling with its gun. I'm like, you know... The Daleks. When did the, when did the Daleks receive their upgrade? At what point in time? Is it, is it an ongoing thing? Was there like time war mods? You know, I know they look we'll different, but out. I guess they should. Well, yeah. I mean, I know they obviously do change physically, but do they actually change mm. that? They've changed quite a lot over the years, and I guess they should mm. get better. They get better at defending themselves as time goes on as well. But yeah, they they put Ian inside the Dalek as well, and I thought surely they'd been. They'd been better off putting Susan in there because she's smaller. You and Susan, man, every single time. Well, no, but I feel like you have someone who's half Ian's size and Ian's, like, squeezing to get into this thing. I was like, put Susan in there. <laughs> and she'll be safe because she's in the thing. Like, it's, it's such a good idea. <laughs> you know, do, also, Daleks breathe radiation. Is yeah. that what they said at one point as well? I think they do say that, yeah, because they get radiation poisoning. They just come out of nowhere. I was just like, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, I did notice something that made me laugh. The cardboard cutouts in the background. Yeah, I've noticed that. I noticed that straight off the bat, yeah. I know why it was seven episodes long. Mm. And I'd say it's because they spent all seven episodes budget on three or four actual physical Daleks and nine cardboard cutouts that look like they're a flea. It's worth it, <laughs> like, eh? just, just, just... I mean, yeah, to be fair, like, it, it became a thing. But, like... It, it, like even now they've only got like you know the last episode they we saw like six Daleks together in a room of the gold ones that's all they've mm. got they they never like they even when at its height they never made more than that so it's all about being you know economical with it and I understand that to a degree it is a budget show and at this point particularly mm-hmm. it's still technically in its pilot era so I get that but um yeah I do well, and you, you look at that as well Scaro speaking of Scaro it looks like a children's playset. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing to think that it was clearly like this budget and it's made this tiny little motto scar like, oh yeah, that'll do, you know, yogurt pots or whatever. And it's become this cult thing that is now recreated in CGI, but it has to be made to look like that. Mm-hmm. And they did it, you know, they did it with Scar a couple of years ago with the Witches Familiar episode. You know, mm-hmm. they had they had to match that low budget aesthetic and the vibes of that, those buildings. And it's kind of cool that it's got its own look because of a practical reason. So you said so you you brought up the Witches Familiar where they go to Scarro. And it reminded me when I was watching this episode that Barbara's biggest takeaway from Scaro was there was no furniture. <laughs> However, in that episode, yeah. the Doctor gets a wooden oh, chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, you got, you got me a chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's the only chair on Scaro. I was like, oh, they listen to Barbara. 
That's, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and also there's similar vibes in that when the uh, when they put Ian in the Dalek. Clara goes in a Dalek in that episode, doesn't mm-hmm. she? She does. So as well. it's very, um, yeah, it's very sort of. It's almost like Stephen Moffat watched this and then was like, "Let's do that." I'm gonna rewatch that episode because I think the classic Daleks turn up in that as well. I'm pretty sure from memory. They do. They all. Yeah, they all do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I'm gonna rewatch uh, that episode. Oh, yeah, that one. That one and the Asylum of the Daleks, they all turn up. Yes. In, yeah. Honestly, following this strand of like Dalek stories is going to be great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But and the, the way they defeated the Daleks, I thought at first was silly because they just push them over. And then I realised, actually, if you think about season four of the new series, that is what they all do at the end when they, their yeah. guns are disabled. They all push them over, don't they? Yeah. So it's kind of, they still haven't really changed the way they defeat them over these years. But they essentially liberated Scarrow. So I'm excited to see how they get written back into play next time. Yeah. And Agorso, this is the first time and not the only time we get the Doctor's words of wisdom at the end, like a South Park, I think I learned something here today kind of thing, where he says, uh, yeah, and it fits the pitch, I know, that originally Doctor Who was always supposed to be a educational program for children. Mm-hmm. I have to say, it's when he says, like, uh, it's a very on-the-nose statement at the end, I've forgotten what it is, but he says something about the search for truth and how, oh, I can't remember, there's been so many of them, I forgot what, what it is, I'm paraphrasing it here. But yeah, he says how, like, the Daleks were just on a search for truth or something, and that's all that the Thals are going to be in that. And he has this like little moment where he's like, "Yeah, that's the that is the story. Continue in your search for truth, as I will continue in mine." And then gets in the TARDIS and you know gets out of there. And I was like, "It's a bit of excitement to end on, I guess." But we nearly, you know, it's it's very. It's, it's, I just feel like it's too on the nose. It's like here's yeah. the the lesson, kids. It wasn't what I expected from the first Dalek story at all. But I look forward to seeing what direction they go in before they develop into, you know, the Time War soldiers that they became in the new era. Watching, again, watching on New Year's Day with the newest one didn't mm-hmm. help, but it was kind of kind of cool to see how how far our boys had come, you know, and to look look forward to Invasion. Apparently, way better. The best episode mm-hmm. of Dalek stories, like, one of the best ones. So, yeah. One thing really, again, my um, excitement's high again. One thing I'll add quickly is all through this uh, story arc, all I could think was I could definitely kill a Dalek. Just just in this storyline yeah. alone, I could probably take one out. To the point a guy gets exterminated twice and still takes one out. And I was like, I could live, I'd survive. Yeah. I'd kill these things. They definitely got more scared. Like, thing is, they, they obviously realised after this, they obviously were so popular, they became mm. like the world-renowned supervillain that they are now. Which is good. Uh, but William Hartnell, just to, like a note to end on, really, he really seems to be loving the role. Which and is it's, good, you know, yeah. it's beginning to like, yeah, like when he begins to infiltrate the city again at the end, he's literally like, you can tell he's hiding back a smile. And it's like, there's a serious bit of dialogue going on and he's like trying not to smile because you just know he's loving that he gets to do this like little action adventure thing. Mm. And, you know, it's like the granddad, the cool granddad. Um, so, yeah, uh, but that's that's uh, my thoughts. Have you got anything else to say on the on, on the episode before um, we wrap up? Let's have a look. Mm-hmm. The... Antodus, as Antodus or whatever his name was, the file that cut through the rope at the end. Remember this dude? Oh yeah, yeah. He fell that, really yeah. quickly, and he cut that rope so fast. Yeah. That's literally all I have written. Yeah, it's just just that guy. I was just, just let him yeah. fall. That would have been the easiest solution. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I can see why it was the Daleks and not the Thals that came back so often. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the Thals don't really do it for me. Like, I'm a bit no, like I kind him. of want the Daleks to win. Don't save him. Just let him die. Yeah. Yeah, very, very. They like they all look like He Man as well, which I thought was a bit strange. Mm. But yeah, two um, women. Next week we're doing 
I say next week. I always say next week. It might not be next week. It could be two weeks. It could be a couple of days. I don't know. But the next episode, we'll be uh, doing the two-parter, which is Inside the Spaceship. It's what it's originally called. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's got a new... It's called The Edge of Destruction now, for some reason. Yes. We'll look into that next week. But yeah. Um, until then, I've been Tom. I've been Callum. You've been Callum. I have been. <laughs> You've been Callum, yep. And uh, until next time, allons-y. Doctor Who, under review.